Welcome back to another episode of What's Inside with Ken Edwards and Eric Nordoff. Great job. Thanks. You took my role there. I've been watching. You've been coaching me. <laughs> You've been secretly receiving coaching from me. You're right. Uh, so, no, you've done a great job. We are in the middle of a, well, not quite. We've got two more episodes after today of this season mm-hmm. of coaching. Right. It's crazy. Near the end of this episode and about halfway through your coaching process. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but we've, I've been experiencing a lot of growth and change up to this point. If you've been listening, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to the beginning of season three yes. and you'll hear all the assessments and the initial retreat things that we did. And then we've been in the middle of, uh, of a series of coaching sessions Yeah, and we are again, moving into another session with more growth and more challenges. And uh, I think you, I'm not going to spoil it. So why don't we just dive right in? Sounds good. And get into our session. Let's go. What's inside? Discovering what you're made of and making the most of it with professional coach Ken Edwards. Helping you understand your gifts, honing your leadership skills, sharpening your natural instinct so you can enjoy a more fulfilling life. So Ken, here we are again. We're in the middle of the summer, mm-hmm. uh, June fifteenth, actually, and uh, it's I, the yeah, hottest. I think, I think technically it's not even summer yet. No, right? not yet. And we're not in the middle of summer. That's the sad part. It, it's late spring, and it is hot as <laughs> he double hockey sticks. That's well, not exactly what I was thinking. But I was thinking another four letter word. <laughs> hot as shizzle <laughs> out here. Uh, well, not that either. Oh, oh, wow, oh. Hot as fudge out here. Some real hot fudge. All right. I didn't know which word we were talking about. Speaking frankly. <laughs> we're going to do some of that today, I think. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Good. So do you yeah. want to start off asking me questions or should I just jump in? Uh, it, you know, it sounds like you've got something on your mind. So why don't you just jump? Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of work. I still, I don't know if your other coaching clients say this to you, but I feel a little bit, not guilty, but I don't feel like I'm sticking to the program and I, I really want to stick on the program. Mm-hmm. This is probably a very common thing, I would assume. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. And I have been traveling and and busy, but it's actually a really a reflection for me of where my priorities are. And I've been putting my priorities on some other things rather than working on me mm-hmm. and working on my businesses. And I see, I see now that it's catching up with me. So I'm hoping that by the time we meet again, I will have done some, some more work because it's really necessary. I do it. I've been avoiding it. Yeah. I think that's also a sign of something. Well, you know, life isn't linear. Right. And so things are always going on. It's actually part of the coaching is for us to have diversions and mm-hmm. sometimes take the scenic route. You know, it's not like we're just zipping down the highway here. Right. And so it's just part of what happens in coaching. So mm-hmm. this is so common. Yeah. And and the reality is everything is part of your life. Everything is part of coaching. Yeah. So it's good. I don't want to be too hard on myself, but I just kind of want to say that as a context. I have done some work. It's just different work than what we had discussed last time. So, sure. but some things have come up for me that I think are, that I've been, that's been really important for me to, to see mm. and experience. So in the process of 
trimming and that's what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. I've noticed a few things about myself. The things that I thought I wanted are different than as I'm starting to do them. Mm-hmm. I'm finding myself, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's my creative brain or the fact that I've been so, I think part of why I've been doing so many different things is because I don't know what I want. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I'm trying sure. to fill it with things that I think I might want mm-hmm. to do. I have the luxury of being in a position where I have multiple streams of income. I have passive income coming in yeah. and I don't necessarily need, it's not that I'm wealthy, but I just don't need to, I don't feel the pressure right. to provide mm-hmm. for my family. I do feel a sense of like, I want to, and I, I want to work. Mm-hmm. That's not the question. The question is, what do I want to work on? Right. I want to put my effort and my creativity to. And as I've been doing it, for example, we already talked a little bit about the mastermind mm-hmm. that I'm putting a pause on that. Right. That's more or less because I really haven't built a functional top of funnel type of business. I decided that I was going to trim the podcast and the Courage Cast podcast while I've been creating a lot of content. I stopped doing. Mm-hmm. So I don't have that natural interaction with people like I had been doing. I did have a lot of work and a lot of people in my network, a lot of business connections, which I approached and had a very, we talked about that. I didn't have the greatest result Mm -hmm. hitting them up right away with a, even a $500 a month mastermind. So we could revisit that at some point and say, okay, what's a secondary plan? But I, I think I just need to be clear about what I want. So another thing that I've been doing is I've been spending more time recording my instrumental series, which that is very therapeutic for me. And Mm -hmm. it has been great to talk and do voiceover and begin to create content again, but had a really difficult time creating consistency with that over the last month and a half since we met. One excuse after another. Well, the last two weeks, we've basically been traveling. It's kind of our normal vacation time. I knew we'd be hit with this before that, my son's graduation, people in town, just difficult to get into a rhythm. I think I maybe had one week where I got into a rhythm and I did do some content creation, but then there's these other things, the 12 things that I'm trying to even mm-hmm. you know work with or narrow them down to eight. I think at this point, it's still it's just all of this stuff is just coming, coming at me. And I find myself getting a little bit irritable frustrated with myself, frustrated with the process of just being in my head and, and all of it. And you might have some thoughts already to give me, but I'll just add one more thing if you don't mind. So all the while we've been, one of the areas that I've been looking to trim is uh, the writing worship side of things with, with my wife, that my wife and I partner on the business that is uh, helping Christian songwriters who are in church who write worship songs. So it's a very niche market, but we have a nice email list related to that. 10,000 people on the list, very active community, 1,000 people in our community. We've got 400 people that have gone through the the mentorship. And Well, you guys are the niche. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right, you fill the niche. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, And we're doing a conference, sold out 
didn't sell out, but we sold more than enough tickets to break even and, and become profitable. So all that's going great. Like that business is going great in my opinion. Good. But it behind the scenes, Chrissy and I are, I've noticed how intertwined I am with my wife in business. And it's not necessarily good for me. I think we meant, we touched on this last time or a few, few times ago, but I just find it to be, it's difficult because our marriage has been so about, or the way I've expressed love to her has been largely through performance, through doing things to support her career. Mm -hmm. Last night I was at the BMI awards. She won another award. She's in the prime of her songwriting career. Mm, that's awesome. And I love that for yeah. her. Like I'm super happy. I'm cheering her on and I want her to continue to have more success. And in some areas I'm doing less. Like she hired a, an assistant to help her with her, with some things mm -hmm. related to her songwriting. So that's off my plate and coming off my plate. But for a long time I did that, but we're still working together very closely in this writing worship. So I took her book and built out an entire marketing funnel around it, built this email list, et cetera, just for the listener reminder. And, but now we are just arguing mm -hmm. all the time mm -hmm. about the way she's, she'll express to me how I frustrate her because number one, I do things that she wouldn't do. She think, doesn't think I listen to her. Mm -hmm. So, and part of that's true. Like I probably, I've done things where I've, she's said against her better judgment and she'll remind me of it, which isn't fun. But in, you know, on the whole, 90% of what I've done has been in partnership with her and she's very happy with it. Mm -hmm. So, but she also, we have this dynamic where she feels, the second thing is before that, the second thing is my personality bothers her. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly reminded about how German I am. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's not a positive. Right. She'll, it's sort of mixed in with all of our just personal, like when we're on vacation, especially when we're on vacation with my parents. Right. And this is the part we'll take out maybe, but she'll compare me to my dad. Mm. And that's always fun. It's always fun. It's just really frustrating. And then she has this dynamic and we have this dynamic where she will, see something, see me, my personality being the way it is, she will already be on edge mm -hmm. before I even do anything. If I just bring up writing worship, for example, mm -hmm. she will be on edge and she'll think she has to spring into action mode. It's this really crazy thing that she does that she will, it frustrates me because it closes me up completely. Mm -hmm. She's not easy to work with for mm -hmm. me. And, mm -hmm. she, and she would say the same with me. Mm -hmm. So we've got to stop working together. Mm -hmm. It's hard enough to just be married and be in a relationship. Right. We have that to deal with all my personality stuff that apparently is not, is not appealing. So I don't know how I'm so intertwined in this writing worship. If I pulled out, I'd really be leaving her hanging. Mm -hmm. And, but I just, I know and, but I'm also sad because I love that. Mm -hmm. I've really enjoyed that. And I, I love being, I love building community and I really love doing it with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So there's a big part of me that's sad about that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to just be on my own right there at the studio making instrumental music. I'm more than that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm, I'm just kind of seeing that I'm already going to have to mourn the loss of this, yeah. of what I really have built with my wife. And it's just, I'm coming, I'm starting to hit on those things now that are going to hurt me and her and just sort of navigating, pulling away. Yeah. But I don't want to. I mm-hmm. sort of feel like maybe there's still a way we can make this work. Mm-hmm. But I just keep, we keep running into arguments, arguments. And yeah, I'm just sort of in a funk with it mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it could be helpful to um, invite her into some of the coaching. Mm-hmm. And just let that be part of the coaching experience. Do you dare say that, Ken? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I did. I just did. I mean, I'm thinking it for the last, you know, 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, it, yeah, I've coached a number of husband and wife business entities mm-hmm. and it's complex because you obviously have the husband wife relationship. Then you've got what's going on in the business and how do you manage kind of the energy of that, the influence, what's good about it, what's difficult about it. And then you have, you know, family life, you throw that in there. Of course, your children are older than often my clients have younger children. Mm-hmm. And and so that's just a thought that popped in my head. It might be a good thing to kind of talk about like what really works well for the two of you. Mm-hmm. What is difficult? Is there a way to clean that up and kind of edit the work relationship? Yeah. So where you're really adding value, you're adding value and where you lose energy mm-hmm. and or she loses energy. Yeah. Okay, maybe you're not doing that so much. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be kind of an all or nothing thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where the rubs are. Yeah. You know, where the friction lies. I mean, you did that interview with Chrissy, which right. brought some of that maybe was sur- mm-hmm. surfacey sort of beginnings of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, sure. But to dive deep into that. Would, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think, I mean, we've done enough work on our own the mm-hmm. two of us that I don't think it's the main priority is I don't believe it needs to go into the counseling realm. I don't believe. And and right. you may not want to go in that, well, to that it, place. It's um, it always will have a bit of that feel, but that's not really the point. Mm-hmm. It, this is really more kind of gaining clarity and how can you both kind of tactically think about this and does it, does it make sense to do? Mm-hmm. And can you clean it up without getting sucked back in? That's yeah. my bigger concern for you is can you you know keep your fingers in it without being all the way in it? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there's a danger, I think, for you in that. Uh-huh. And it is dangerous. It's funny that you say that word because it is dangerous to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be too dramatic here, but it, it just, <laughs> it feels like the, the danger is getting your energy sucked away from things that you're really intended to to also work on. Uh-huh. And it may be that, you know, the season of this for you guys really truly is over. And that's okay if it is. Because at that point, we really are talking about grieving. And, and so I think the benefit would be, is there a way to glean the best out of your work relationship? If so, how do you step down from the other entanglements that you don't need to be involved in in a way that you're not leaving her in a lurch, right? but you're being 
purposeful and productive and moving forward. And then if, if you really make the decision that you don't need to be working together, then you still have to do the same thing. You have yeah. to kind of step down. Yeah. So it's a little smoother transition, but it's never clean. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to make the expectation that that is going to be a perfect kind of transition because they're in such a thing. Yeah. And I think it's going to take, you know, we're looking at the middle of June. Mm-hmm. I don't see it taking any less than six months. Sure. And this is really a, a, I mean, we've been living like this for 27 years or 25 years. We've been almost married. Yeah. So, and all along, even before we were married, she had a career and goals for songwriting and music, mm-hmm. song as being an artist. Yeah. So, um, so that's always been there. And I've always just kind of stepped in and I realized that initially that was a lot of why I did it fulfilled kind of a Mm self-worth type thing. But I really don't, like, I really truly do this because I I love her and, Mm -hmm. and I love to do it. And I don't, I don't, I can get lost in it. It gives me energy, it gives Mm -hmm. me life. Mm -hmm. I don't do it because the only thing I'm getting from it is the satisfaction that, that I've helped someone and Mm -hmm. I've helped my wife and I've really, I like encouraging, ironically, even though What's disheartening, the part of, of it that's disheartening is when I get comments from her that basically I've, my ways of doing things have actually hurt her mm-hmm. or not hurt her in the sense of anything dramatic physically, but just emotionally and just just my methods have mm-hmm. have made it worse. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, oh man, that's not my heart at all. Mm-hmm. I, I just... I've always just wanted to have it be one of the ways that I love my wife. Mm-hmm. So we've grown up as well. And I think initially when she was younger, the dynamic was so much strong on her end from uh, her family. There was sort of this expectation, you know, when you're in your 20s, early 20s from your family, your parents mm-hmm. to be a Christian artist, you know, especially mm-hmm. uh, their great family. They've just always revered the CCM Christian, you know, music. Mm-hmm. And um, they don't know much about it, do they? They don't know. What they, <laughs> they do now. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, it's it's been so good. Like last night we celebrated Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh, he got this big award and it was really fun to, because he's one of the good guys, you yeah. know, in our industry. Sure. And uh, there are a lot of good guys. It just gets a bad rap because of intermingles spirituality and Christianity right. with money business. Mm-hmm. And somehow yet I find myself in that space a lot. That's why I really love the Walker Stalkers because it was completely out of Christianity. Right. I mean, Christian music or Christian anything. Right. I could just live my life as a believer and love people. And it was, it was more pure. Yeah. You know, I didn't feel this pressure to, right. to be anyone or perform. Well, there's so many expectations and variety of expectations in that world mm-hmm. to be a certain way or act a certain way. Or, yeah. And then you have some really great people that are involved, but then you have some actors that aren't so great. Yeah. and But they're acting great. They're acting great. <laughs> right. And that's the yeah. complicated part of it. It is. So there's a part of me, the impulsive part of me that just wants to run. And mm-hmm. just drop it all. Yeah. And just be like, just, I want to do over. 
Mm-hmm. I want to leave my past behind me, not my wife or my marriage, but the work that I'm doing, even my quiet time. Like I'm, I'm creating these pieces. The instrumental stuff is fine, but I'm marketing it as a Christian, mm-hmm. if you can, a Christian instrumental mm-hmm. piece, like for prayer and meditation. And right. But there's a part of me that's like, you know, I just, I'm tired of that. Well, I would encourage you to consider, you know, as you move in your life, you are a believer. Your faith is important. You seek to partner with God. And so anything that you produce is going to come out of a Christian worldview, Mm -hmm. whether it's a Christian brand or not. Right. It's like all my work is Christian, Mm -hmm. whether I'm working with someone who doesn't believe in God, Mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm just trying to love them with the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I don't have an agenda for them. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to care for them, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I'm working on my business or if I'm making investments, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. whatever I'm doing, if I'm, my heart is always to partner with God and be curious about what he's up to and what he wants with me. And there's freedom in that Mm because I'm not really, I'm not focused on being anything other than what he wants. It's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not, I don't care about the performance and, People can believe what they want to believe. I can't manage that. Right, it's too much. I just—it's so exhausting, and I'm—I'm I'm too old for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm getting there. I'm feeling that. Well, it reminds me of that line from the original Lethal Weapon. Danny Glover says, "I'm—I'm I'm getting too old for this that shit. shit." Right. <laughs> That's one of my favorites, man. I loved—I loved him and Mel Gibson. You know, he was only 48 when he said that line. Really? Yeah. I'm like, but I remember thinking he was old. Right. Well, I do. <laughs> I'm three years older than that guy right now. <laughs> well, I'm more than that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. So that would be good. I think to bring Chrissy uh, for a, a few conversations or at least one, talk through some of that. Well, I'm just open to it. You, you give it some thought and you can talk to her about it if she wants to do that. She would know. love to do that. I think yeah. she she wants this as well. Mm-hmm. She wants it to work. And she she's for me. She just can't do the work that I need to do, mm-hmm. you know? So I think I think it's gonna be a mixture of separating some of the things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I'm, I'm also excited because I'm venturing into this new convention, uh, Prank Con, yeah. with my, my new partners. Uh, who I love and super pumped about. And it's a completely other outlet. And my wife is for me in that, you mm-hmm. know, she's, she loves a good prank herself. Um, mm-hmm. That's her love language. So, <laughs> uh, she, you know, she's already co-writing a song with uh, one of my partners uh, for oh, the convention. <laughs> so it's fun. I mean, uh-huh. I mean, I'm, I'm living, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm thankful and I'm really excited about the future. It's just uh, navigating mm-hmm. how to get from point A to point D, you know, there's mm-hmm. some steps along the way, I think. Sure. So yeah, I made a list of some stuff. Great. Maybe it's helpful yeah. to share mm-hmm. or maybe not, but I thought it'd be helpful for me to part of my journaling to remember who I am. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> and you can this is just a process. Can I just share what, what I sure. went through? Yeah. Okay. So I, I asked the question, who am I? And I just wrote a creative entrepreneur, husband, father, son, passionate, love to laugh, love to make others laugh. I'm a relator, 
self, I'm into self-improvement. I'm an encourager, producer, coach. I love to create and monetize creativity. Mm -hmm. I love to blah, blah, blah stuff. I'm not sure what that, what that is that I wrote. I love to create stuff and monetize it, I guess is what I wrote. Music. I love to be involved in music, branding, brands, podcasting, conventions, events, producing, television, social media. I really do like producing content. That's who I am. Yeah. I don't feel like I've missed too much, but that's what I wrote. No, that's good. It's If I were to write a list about you, mm -hmm. I would be including most of that stuff. Yeah, it feels really true. Uh -huh. Yeah. Why am I here was the second question. Yeah. Can I, before we move, yep. um, one thing I would encourage you to do is take that list, kind of step back from it. Uh -huh. And is there a natural orbit in that? Like, is there something that... I need a pencil or a um, pen. I've got a pen inside my bag there. Go ahead. Um, Keep talking. But um, just right inside, just pull that back. Show them the clip oh, on the yeah. inside. Um, Tampons? Um, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I've I got just, some masks in there. <laughs> that's every time I go through my oh, wife's purse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> other women's purse, I'm always worried I'm going to find a tampon. Yeah. <laughs> well, that happens. Uh -huh. <laughs> Look at that. What did you say again? Orbit? Yeah, it, just to see if there's like a gravitational pull around, like one of the things that stands out to me, and I don't want to influence you too much here, but my first thought is almost everything is content oriented. Yes, it is. And so I would say, okay, that's kind of a core thing. Like it for is. me, when I made my list, what I saw is I'm about development. I love developing things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it is but I like to develop uh, potential. People are my primary subject. Yeah. But spaces, like particularly interior design, I love that. I love building bookshelves and furniture and things yeah. like that. I yeah. love to look at a piece of wood. Like I look at this and it's like your tabletop's got this nice raw edge. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh man, we could cut this up into... Mm -hmm. you know we yeah. could make more <laughs> we built a, yeah we built something else with this yeah and and so I look at things through that lens mm -hmm. all the time and I can develop content but that's not my primary driver it's something well, I, I possess content it, it's what we're doing right now right right you're using your content your content is right. developing people right and you don't mind speaking it over and over and over again because you know development is the goal. Right. And that's that's why it's not a big deal. Well, in my wood shop, I'm using tools over and over and over again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm going to chase a rabbit with that. But right, right. Not today. But content right. for me for you is true. Is content. I love I love to create content. Right. And I love to, I love the challenge of monetizing it. Right. That those are the two, I think if there's, if there is a, a gravitational pull, it's mm -hmm. the, those two things. It doesn't matter. Like, that's why I'm naturally inclined to be like, all right, Ken, how are we going to build your audience? And how are we going to, you know, and, and you're oppositionally, you're opposed to that. You know, well, it's, uh, it doesn't go against your, it goes against your. Well, the, the building of it does. I don't, you know, I'm not interested in, in monetizing. Um, well, I like to monetize. I mean, I do like to make money and, 
I would love for my audience to grow, but I don't want to, like on the social media, I just have no energy for doing Facebook and mm -hmm. Instagram all and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Is I can see you doing some TikTok though. Yeah. I can yeah. see it. Yeah. <laughs> Get my groove on. <laughs> there are plenty of people, honestly, that are doing TikTok right. and Instagram that are influencers mm -hmm. that are doing just what we're doing, right. except there there's a camera that records it and, and we've taken snippets and and there's some real value and we could do it. Yeah. And that was just not what we're doing. That is fun. Like I love what we're doing right now. I love yeah. podcasting. I love mm -hmm. all that, but there are natural barriers to entrance for me mm -hmm. that you overcome because yeah. your, you, your drive will move you beyond that. Yeah. I love the and, challenge of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I would actually probably marry those two things together because mm -hmm. your whole point in creating content is to have something to sell. Right. Yeah. And so it's not, because there are people that just create content. Yeah. You know, that have volumes of things that they've written mm -hmm. they haven't done anything with. Right, right. And, but that's not you. You're not going to do that. It's going to be, oh, I'm going to build this or create this thing for this audience. Right. And so to me, they, those two things are really actually married. They are married. I think where it runs, runs aground or where I can get stuck, two things. Mm hmm. Number one, I'm partnered with someone like in the case of my wife, mm -hmm. she doesn't care about that either. She just loves to create. Right. She loves to create it one time mm -hmm. and then she wants to be done with it. She does not want to monetize it. She does mm -hmm. not care about the community that I built. Right. I mean, she cares about the community, the people, mm -hmm. but she wouldn't do it the way I do it. And so that's where we run into each other's. And so- Go ahead. You were going to say something I yeah, felt like that well, was related to you, that. There are there are kind of five five roles over the course of a business. Mm -hmm. And everyone tends to have a preference of a role. Like you have people that are pure creatives. It's actually a really small group of people, but Chrissy falls into that group. Yeah. They love to create. They're willing to monetize, but they don't have the energy toward that. Mm -hmm. So a creative most often needs a creative developer. Mm -hmm. which is a second role, which is more of what you do. Yeah. And um, it's where you have creativity, you understand creatives, but your energy really is to capture that mm -hmm. and develop it into a product. Right. The next stage is a developer. Well, that developer goes, like you might take, if we're talking about a hamburger store, you know, Chrissy be the person that dreams up a hamburger. <laughs> right. It's right. exactly what she does all the time. And then- you go, oh, we could sell these. Yeah. And we can and do we create systems stand. around it. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, to a degree, you mm -hmm. would get it to a certain point. Yeah. You might get five, yeah. or, five or 10 restaurants. Right. A developer comes in and goes, oh, we need 2,000 of these things. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the next stage is a refiner mm -hmm. where the refiner is like saying, hey, if we put the ice machine at the bottom, have the soda fountain, then we can hang the cups above. Mm. And then it's a pretty, fluid, no pun intended, motion of scooping the ice, right. filling Everything it. is efficient. Everything's right. So you can serve more people more efficiently right. and make more money. Right. Then you have a, people that are maintainers mm -hmm. that just love to, oh, this thing's built. Oh, I can just make this thing run all day long. Right. And they love that. They love it. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. Chrissy and I are definitely in the top two. Mm -hmm. I can get into the developer mode a little bit mm -hmm. and I can get into the refiner and I can get into their maintainer, but the maintainer 
is low energy for mm-hmm. me. Refiner, I like it to dip into that mode right. and then get out. It's not a core driver. No, it's not a core and, driver. And we're really talking about core drivers here. Yeah, and I get tired with the developer thing. I don't know if I have the I have the impulsivity. I was another thing is I I've been wondering if I should if I should see that as a asset instead of a, as a liability, the impulsivity that we talked about initially. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of go with that a little bit. Like it's mm-hmm. not a bad thing that I am like no, that. No, not at all. And I might as I get older, that might I might actually slow down, but Let's just talk about that for a second. There is a gift in the impulsivity, mm-hmm. but with any good gift that we have, when we use it to distract ourselves or to yeah. medicate ourselves from what the real issues are that we need to be paying attention to, yeah. that's when our gifts can go awry. Right. And like I, I love to think deeply mm-hmm. and and drill down into things. Mm-hmm. I think it's what makes me good at my job, but I can also get into a mode where I'm doing too much navel gazing or I'm allowing things to impact me too deeply mm-hmm. and I can, you know, move into some kind of depressive state. Right. And it's like, I've had to learn to be emotionally disciplined. Yeah. So it's like paying it, to, kind of observing yourself going, okay, I'm feeling this impulse. It's kind of like you've heard me say in here before, uh, when we start to chase a rabbit, it's like, I don't think that rabbit has any meat on it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's kind of, having the ability to kind of go, I'm going to go with this until I see yeah. what's actually there. Right. And, and then, then I need to kind of pull back. Yeah. Willing to let it go if it's, uh, right. if it really is, doesn't have a meat on, any meat on it. Right. Yeah. That's really good. But that's, I, I've never seen the five role. You call them the five roles. It, yeah. I mean, call it whatever you want to. Five roles in, it, in business. In, in kind of business. Yeah. In business. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, you could break them down. I'm sure into a hundred subcategories, but people just generally fulfill because I, I kind of bounce back and forth between creative creative developer yeah and but I can't I don't go very far with the development part of it I get tired if I get too too into developer refiner and maintainer even yeah. with people mm-hmm. you know I'm really good at building something and starting something mm-hmm. I just need to know that at that some point I've got to hand it off to mm-hmm. someone else to do the details and it's being able to own, I remember saying this uh, to Evan, we interviewed Evan in season two around efficiency. I love working on efficiency and initially in our coaching, I was able to be helpful to him yes. to create efficiencies, but in his wiring, mm-hmm. he ran with that mm-hmm. and he pretty mm. quickly outstripped my ability. Right. And I remember in, during one of our coaching sessions, just saying, um, yeah, I've got I've got nothing for you here. Mm-hmm. I said, you've, you've, you've blown you've past it. me, uh-huh. which is great. Mm-hmm. I said, but man, you're like one of the most efficient dudes I know. And I said, the he only is. danger, the only thing I can really offer you is that you can put so much energy into efficiency that at some point it's no longer efficient. Right. And, and, and you're so, really making minuscule changes. Right. Uh, yeah. That there's no real net. Right. Or put someone else on that on the team right who who can take it further if you if you feel like it's worth it right the other part of my work life that bothers me talk about efficiency mm-hmm. is it's really messy i feel like it it'd be like if if i were to share my business processes and my world work world i'd be really kind of number one i might be a little bit embarrassed hmm. i might be reluctant 
Mm-hmm. And I think I am, I am reluctant to yeah. bring someone in because I'm because of the embarrassment mm-hmm. of what they're going to see, which is a mess. Okay. In my mind, it's a mess. Yeah. And that's something I think we could work on. Yeah. Because I think that needs to be cleared away. I do think there needs to be a lot of order. I want order mm-hmm. somehow in my Germanness. If you want to put mm-hmm. the German on me, I do want mm-hmm. efficiency and order in the things we're doing but it's really a mess. And that's why we're working together because I need clarity. Yeah, yeah. And and so, yeah, I want to hear more about that. Yeah. It feels important to me. At the same time, I think part of the work is just being able to own your wiring. Yeah. It's like um, I had one of my coaching clients texted me yesterday looking for an appointment, but he also took a picture of his desk because he heard me reference my desk during, yeah. during a podcast. Yeah. And... um he said, I just wanted to show you. Kind Season of, one, we talked about that. I can't remember. And so I took a picture of my desk and sent it to him. <laughs> <laughs> if this makes you feel any better. <laughs> yeah, his, his, I thought, man, your desk looks great. I'm like, <laughs> now I know the problem. <laughs> You're too efficient. <laughs> but so I think part of that is you how much of the mess you experience in your business is part of your process. Mm-hmm. And that's where my curiosity goes. And we don't have to go down that road today, but it's something I kind of want you thinking about. Because I've you know, i made peace with my desk and it's really fun to hear people's comments mm-hmm. about it. Right. Because I don't really mind one way or the other where they fall. That's know. good because I think that could be a barrier for me. Mm-hmm. I might not be at peace with my what's in my... If I were to die or not be able to operate and be disabled, severely disabled, it would not be a good situation for my, I wouldn't be leaving my wife or anyone that I work with, with a good way to operate. Right. Yeah. And I, I actually feel some of the same. Yeah. 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 Um, So I, there's a part of me as I'm getting older, that's another motivation to mm -hmm. be like, you know, Hey, this is an issue that we need to highlight a little right. bit. So, I, yeah, I, I would like to work on that a little bit as part of our coaching because I think mm-hmm. some of it I'm I'm using as a as a way of you know how you cope mm-hmm. uh, with things. Avoidance is one of those right. areas, and I might be avoiding. Like I have a a great person that I would love to pour into. Mm-hmm. Ideally, without any emotions, I would love to take each of my businesses mm-hmm. and have a person that I could count on that could be the developer, refiner, maintainer right. to, to at least fulfill those three roles. Mm-hmm. And Chrissy would say, well, you love to delegate. You don't love to do it yourself. Well, yeah, I do. I do love to delegate because I'm a creative developer. Right. You know, that's where I want to be. I want to mm-hmm. be somewhat in the creative space, but somewhat in the developer space. But once we get to a certain point, which we're at that point with writing worship, right. it needs a creative develop. It needs a developer for finer. Well, you, you can't scale. I can't. If, if I mean, this is true for anyone. Yeah. You can't scale if you're not willing to delegate. Mm-hmm. And I see that all the time with people, particularly if they're entrepreneurial and they started their own business, mm-hmm. their baby, yeah. you know, in the early stages, they can get their arms wrapped all the way around it. Yeah. At some point they have to make a decision are you okay with it being a certain size that mm-hmm. you can kind of manage yourself? Yeah. Or are you willing to let go 
and include more people and grow this thing, but it's going to get messy. Yeah. I already um, told this person that it's a messy, it's messy in a number of different ways. You yeah. know, um, it's messy in my head. It's messy in the systems we use, the tools we use, because it's my way of experimenting to get to that creative developer phase. I've had to bootstrap this and do a bandaid for this and kind of have a workaround for, right. for whatever, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's emails or autoresponders or any of our, my marketing systems, but I, I don't have the space to work with somebody to really take what I've created and put it into one tool. There is mm-hmm. one tool. I know there's a tool that I can put it all into mm-hmm. that would do it all for me. Yeah. And that would, for us to make it all more efficient. And, and I know it's just the pain of facing that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if I have the energy for facing that and doing it, but I know on the other side of it is going to be great. It's like a good workout. You know, I don't want to work out, but I know I'm going to, I need to in order to get to well, the other you, side. You know, you, you might need to find, uh, I don't know if you've seen this television show. Oh gosh. What's the name Candid of camera? it? No, it's an organizing show that oh, yeah, yeah. Um, is based here in Nashville. These gals used to organize people out in California, and they, yeah. now they fly all. They're over. on Netflix and, now. Yeah, it's really a cool show, and it's one of those things where Janet kind of sucked me in mm-hmm. to that show. But you know, they come in and they organize your a home space or an office space, and create efficiencies and order, and then it's up to the person to kind of maintain. It sounds like you might need to hire someone, maybe even part time, or for a period of time to come in and create order around some of your business processes, mm-hmm. even though you're capable of doing it, you don't have a lot of energy around that where there's some people just love that. Yeah. And, and I'm just thinking if it's just a project, you're hiring them for a project, it's a one-time fee, they get you up and running and then you can just maintain the system, mm-hmm. which I think you probably have enough energy to do that. You just don't want to input everything and, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something. That's an idea. Yeah. It's an, yeah. I like that. I yeah. like that. Um, it's a thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether I do that or not, mm-hmm. uh, or hire somebody to do that. Um, yeah. I don't, I'd have to think of who, who that could be. Yeah. I don't have no idea, yeah. but I think there are people out there that. Somebody that has like tech, enough technical knowledge to, to really. Well, and just natural organized gifts and yeah. some technical knowledge, some business understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know someone. I, like that. I, don't, I know someone that actually probably be really good at it. I really? just don't know if she'd have any interest in doing it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, that's part of the process. I'm going to meet, meet, and mm-hmm. work through that. Yeah. Well, I think we can stop here. I mean, we're at uh, 45 minutes. Yeah, I think we're probably at a place where we can kind of wrap. This gives us some good direction of where we're headed. Mm-hmm. And I've got a bunch of questions, but we can do that next time. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good being with you. Good to be with you, Ken. I needed it today. Yeah. For show notes and relevant resources mentioned in today's episode, and if you'd like to reach out to Ken to see if coaching is the right next step for you, visit ProvidentLeadership.com. That's ProvidentLeadership.com. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform. 